How is your life-work balance these days? Do you feel it's something you can't really think about right now? Stick around to hear some practical steps from a hospitality industry veteran that you can take to recharge and perform at your best today and for years to come. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. Alan Young is co-founder of Puzzle Partner, a marketing firm focused on hospitality and travel technology. And he also sits on the board of several hotel and travel technology advisory companies. I've known Alan for quite some time and really appreciate his ability to turn difficult concepts into easy-to-understand ideas that drive successful outcomes. We'll talk about this a bit more in future episodes, but the reason I wanted to bring him on today is to talk about what he calls life-work balance. Why do you call it life-work balance? Well, I didn't used to call it that. I used to call it work-work balance, right, when I was younger. And I think what really has happened is there was a personal disconnect in my life from my family and also from the people that were close to me. And that was because I was constantly thinking about other things and primarily work-related. And so I made the conscious decision that when I'm talking to people, I'm not multitasking. I'm trying to listen as best as I can. But still, if that's what I want to do on my daily basis, then I've got to do that all the time. And so it really became the point my life should be the primary thing that I focus on. The work is an enabler. People like a lot of stuff. We live in a world where people love stuff. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I love stuff just as much as the next guy, but I don't think I need a lot of it. And so I've been lucky enough to say, okay, this is, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need anything more. And so not needing anything more other than paying for my son's college and stuff like that, but not needing anything more enables me to have a different outlook. So I'm pretty blessed that way, right? There's There aren't too many people that, that can say that. So that life comes first. I focus on that. When I'm happier, people around me are happier. When I'm smarter, people around me hopefully can gain some knowledge. And when I'm stupid, which happens a lot, I can gain knowledge from others and hopefully they'll fuel me to make me smarter. So at the same time as I'm trying to do better for myself, I think that kind of through osmosis or some way carries on to people that I'm surrounding myself with. So yeah, I focus on the life a lot. Don't get me wrong, work is important to me. It's it's something that enables me to focus on life, but work has been good to me. So it's it's interesting. What So here's the challenge we all face. My company takes Fridays off. Always have since we started, we always will. And it's the right thing to do because it does give you time to recharge. You can't recharge on a two-day weekend. You can't do it. Since you're doing all three, it's not like you're working Sundays. You're you're no. you aim to wrap it all up by Thursday. You right. pick up things Monday morning. Okay. Pick up things Monday morning. But a lot of people will go ahead and start working Sunday night or Sunday afternoon to get ready for Monday when they're only having a two-day weekend. That doesn't work, right? But the challenge we have as an industry is knowing that people have to have a life. But the challenge that people find, especially early times, is they got whole bunch of payments to deal with. They got to keep things rolling. They got to, but where do we go wrong at times is we, we go wrong from the standpoint of we don't give people the, the power to make those decisions. We don't enable them. We don't do lots of things. When I think it was the UPS strike that just completed, 
there was an article that just landed yesterday that I was reading. The average UPS driver in Canadian dollars makes 170 grand a year. What? Right? That's that's wow, 170. Wow. Grand. I know. I think it was 140, 130 or something US. That's big dollars. So why, you know, and here's a there's an organization that when five o'clock hits or whenever your run is completed, your run's completed. You're not bothered again till the next day. There's no emails, there's nothing like that. And it's probably a pretty good life. A little hectic when you're driving around, but I'm sure a pretty good life. So to your point, and I was going to get there, is we probably underpay our employees. Probably. I know we do. Uh, we don't give people a proper living wage in today's environment, especially with inflation. And so that just heaps on more stress, more everything, so they can't really look at their lives as effectively as they should. And so we need to get better as that. When when companies are reaping the benefits of the revenge travel world in which we're in, and I, I hate that term because we should just want to travel. We shouldn't travel because we have revenge. But when they're making ADRs like they're making and they're they're pretty cash happy, they should be helping employees. There's no doubt about it. They should be helping them tactic tactically with maybe some that really need it, and they should be doing it strategically. What are they going to do next, right, for their employees? So yeah, to that point, there's a big void between 170 grand driving a UPS truck and 45 grand bringing a front desk operator. I think to the leaders that are listening to this, this is a really important point, right? I think whether it's how you're thinking about compensation, whether you're thinking about how do you empower your teams, as you mentioned, and I just recently conducted some research around people who do not work in hospitality. You know, what do they think about it? What would you, what would, what perks and benefits would get them to work in hospitality? Number one on the list was free or discounted hotel room. So there's ways right. I think to kind of work with, you know, it probably is not going to be a shock to anyone, but there's ways to work with you know, these different levers to, to empower people. So let's bring it back to the, you know, the personal, I, I love kind of how you started with, it wasn't a tactical thing. It's like, let's start at the high level. How do I reduce kind of my overall needs, which will yeah. increase my happiness? But then also, you know, and actually something personally that inspired me, I'll say is, you know, some of the posts that you've made around breaks that you've taken and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, time out nature. Tell us a little bit about that. What practically does this look like? You, know, you have the, the weekly cadence. And then are you also layering in bigger times to, to disconnect and, and recharge? Well, I got a dog. So having a dog lets you disconnect because they have to be taken care of. And that's 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 pretty good. From my perspective, the way I disconnect is I'm lucky enough to enjoy outdoor activities. One of them during the summer, which is a passion for me, is is fishing, bass and pike fishing primarily. And so I'm lucky enough to have a place up north, a very tiny place that I can go to with a kayak and go fishing off the kayak for hours at a time. And to me, not only is it cathartic, but it's also meditative in nature because there's a cadence to throwing out a line, reeling it in, throwing out a line, reeling it in. And so with that, I find it, it very meditative and it's, it's something for me that really enables me to feel better. Um, so that's kind of where my head's at when I'm trying to decompress. I still have my phone with me. Don't get me wrong, because if I catch a big fish, I want to take a picture of it. God forbid, it's got to go somewhere, right? It's got to go up on social media. But, but at the same time, I'm not checking emails or doing anything like that. So a lot of us believe that in order to decompress, we have to cut ourselves off 100%. I don't necessarily believe that's true. 
I believe people have a certain sense of, of responsibility to their work, their coworkers, et cetera. And that can be done within 15 minutes if you're away for a day just to check it to see if there's any fires. But, you know, really, as I, as my business partner and I always tell each other when we get stressed out is slow down. We're not saving lives or curing cancer. We're not doing that. We're helping people with their branded content and their exposure. And hopefully we're helping people try to do things better. But at the end of the day, we're not, we're not curing cancer. So to me, that's super important to put things into perspective. Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting you say that because I think, you know, there, if you're working in technology, if you're working in a role like, like you are, that's true. But it's also true for operators. I've had a number of operators tell me the same thing. It's, you know, at the end of the day, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And so I've heard this from investors across the board. So I think the principle holds regardless of what company you're working in. Don't brush this off and say, oh, I'm, you know, unless you're literally an emergency room doctor. Uh, and if then you should make sure you have coverage, but everyone else, it's, it's, it's going to be okay. And your story resonates with, with me, Alan. I, um, I had so many good memories growing up fishing in the lakes in Northern Ontario and with my dad and just time on the lake. And so it, it resonates with me on a, a personal level, but on, you know, it might look different for, for our listeners. You know, maybe it's fishing, maybe it's something else. You give some practical tips. I think people can think about, but is there anything, any other tips or advice you'd have on, on this topic of a better life work balance for our listeners before we go? It's all about prioritization. And you've got to step back and, and say to yourself at times, are those the things I need to be happy or are there other things? We live in an industry of experiences now. And, and to me, that's pretty cool. I have no idea why we give stuff to people. Why wouldn't we give them experiences? And we made a conscious decision in our family that when everybody has a birthday, we don't give them anything. We take them somewhere. We do something with them. And to me, that creates memories. It creates a bond. And it's just that much better as a gift. And I think if you can do that, and sometimes that gift is just giving yourself time or giving somebody some freedom. Um, so from that perspective, I just believe that we need to be better at, at uh, trying to prioritize what's important. And, and to me, it's trying to create memories and trying to be able as, to be as stable mentally as I possibly can. And uh, so I've got to focus on, on all areas of my wellness. Well, the, the results, I, I love that. And the results speak for themselves. I think, you know, some of your deep thinking around personalization or some of these strategic things, it's clear that you are thinking deeply. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes of this episode. You know, people should read this stuff, but I always love hearing the story behind that, right? And so people might hear, you know, three-day weekends or stuff like this and right. like, oh, that's all well and good. But if you look just objectively at the outputs of this way of, of life and, and work, the results are there. So, Alan, thanks so much for taking some time to chat. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. 
I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes from some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 